Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. fans welcome to morning footy happy friday we survived another week susanna collins alongside nico cantor the fabulous christine cupo is here today we have michael lahoud has been here all week we appreciate you ali trost martin with the headlines guys let's chat some football shall we uh how about some gold cup mexico taking on haiti they get the three one win nico did you stay awake yeah, for stayed this awake I'm like, I'm running on four and a half hours of sleep. Listen, Mexico. I'm sorry, how many hours of sleep? Four Bravo. <laughs> That's really rough in yeah. contrast to the two that I had. Oh, oh. Not that bad. Listen, you know who I didn't? I, too, was awake watching Mexico Haiti. Apparently, wow. Nico is, is I didn't have internet here. yesterday, so I have, a, I have an excuse. My internet went out. Mexico was, uh, Mexico was good yesterday. Yeah. And I think there were a couple of performances that were standout. Uh, in fact, Ariel Antuna and Jorge Sanchez had some of their best performance, if not their best performance with the Mexican national team. And there was a very interesting thing that they did. You mentioned it, Michael, on the last time we spoke about Mexico. They were doing an, an interesting pattern and an interesting movement between Luis Romo and Edson Alvarez. When Edson Alvarez plays in the back line, it gives Mexico such a clean start because he's so good on the ball. And this is all considering that Cesar Montes is suspended because of his kick on uh, Balogun, and he's been suspended, so he's not playing, so they had to kind of adjust, and it's worked out well, and, and, and he roams as well, because naturally he's a midfielder, so when he pops into the midfield, Luis Romo comes in, and, and is kind of that deputy in the back, while Edson goes up, and, and, and vice versa, and it allows for this fluidity, and the fullbacks, because of that, get very high. Jorge Sanchez, who's been very questioned with the Mexican national team lately, played a really good game. And that's also because Antuna on that same side played really well. And look, I understand Haiti's not the best opponent, but they were organized through the first half. And then after the first half, they didn't the, have a prayer. Down, down from there. It was a game. 
early on. Yeah, and it was. Mm-hmm. When we talk about Romo, Romo almost gifted Haiti what should have been a sure goal for yes. the Haitians. Yes. And that was a moment that a clinical Haiti that we saw against Qatar in the first game, those are the moments that you cannot miss when you're playing against the likes of Mexico and the U.S. men's national team. This Mexican national team, they are sniffing blood in the water right now. There is an aggression about them that we saw in the first game that they're continuing to show in this Gold Cup, and they're playing like a team that is hungry to win this Gold Cup. They have a lot to prove just because of, you know, other broader performances. Mm. So I feel like, of course, they're going to have that tenacity about them. But, I mean, even at the half, I was like, how many shots have they gotten off? Irrespective of on target or not, they were just firing away, whereas, like, Haiti had two shots on target, and they managed to bag one. And I mean, which, valiant effort, but they just really petered off the second half. You could, it was so obvious that the atmosphere with coca uh-huh. at the nation's league it was rotten mm. this is, this rotten is look my, look at the bump with i mean the harbinger of doom is it's, letting the team like, choose the actual sort of lineup and being like hey, they, let's they suggested a formation but, they didn't right. choose a lineup yeah. but it was it, when you get to yeah. that point i think yeah. in your it's managerial career teams. it's yeah. not yeah and but, nation's league was what two weeks ago yeah. I, and, and Two different teams with the same squad. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. which is it, which is crazy because they're coming up. They had the the four nil win mm. over Honduras, three one over Haiti. They look inspired. They're getting chances. We, they hardly had a shot. Yeah. No, they didn't in, create. Na- they didn't press. Nothing. They weren't aggressive. They weren't Nothing sharp. Nothing in Nations League. Yeah, it was pretty poor. Do you think? I mean, how much do you put that down to kind of the vibes changing? With the I think it has a lot to do with the vibes changing. Yeah. and you could tell with Coca that it look logistically. The Las Vegas trip was a mess because they were training too much. They were really far from the strip, and the families well, weren't yeah, happy. Well, yeah, a lot the of them were out of form, happy. and so they were throwing extra training in can, to try to get them up to speed, which eventually it's going to be counterproductive, right? You're not going to yeah. look like the side you want to look like no matter how much you throw people out there on mm-hmm. tired legs. Yeah, I, I want to bring this in that I remember hearing this. So Robbie Robson, just incredible manager, did – Wonders, Barcelona, Newcastle, Benfica, it goes on. There was a quote that he said that stuck with me. PSV, Ipswich Town, come on. There was a quote that (laughs) stuck with me that he said during his time in football. He said, as a football manager, you are only as good as the players that want to play for you. That is the essence of management success. And this Mexican national team, they want to play for Lozano. And it shows. It shows in the numbers they're getting in the box. Look at the tape. They're getting at least three, four, sometimes five, sometimes six. On the first goal, there are at least six players getting in. And Gallardo bombing forward. There's balance to this play. Gallardo bombing forward on the left. Antunia on the right. There is depth. This is more full-flowing footy that we want to see from Mexico. Yesterday was a difficult game for Henry Martin and for the forwards. uh, Santi Jimenez, who also came in. Because... Haiti were sitting in the slow block, and, and there, man, there were some Haitians that were tough guys. They were, yep. they were big, and, and they were good in the air. And for a forward, it's difficult to breach that back line and create some opportunities. And the first goal came through Ariel Antuna, a beautiful whipped-in cross, and Henry Martin anticipated that, and yep. they were still able to penetrate, even though Haiti at times sat in, in a deeper block than, than other opposition when it's a little bit easier for the nine. So not only Henry Martin, but Santi Jimenez, who's been yeah. super questioned because he's, he's been the European that it's like, okay, let's let's see him produce for the national team. And he hadn't scored, and he, fi- he comes on again as a sub, and he got his goal. Mm-hmm. An important goal because the game was 2-1. Just to piggyback on that, I'm so happy to see Jimenez score that goal because competition 
breeds intensity, yeah. and it is going to show. And this is a Mexican national team that hasn't had competition at the striker position before. Do we think he'll get a start? At some point in this tournament, I, they went. I believe they went unchanged from one yeah. game to the next. I think Jimmy Lozano's got his guys. He's yeah. going to go unchanged to yeah. the third group stage game. It's interesting. Yeah, quite the turnaround for Mexico. All right, guys, we are going to take a break. Ali Trost Martin is here with the headlines. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Um, let's send it on over to Ali Trost-Martin. Let's get to Keep the headlines, out. shall we? We start with breaking news out of Paris this morning. PSG head coach Christophe Galtier and his son were arrested for questioning following allegations of racist and Islamophobic remarks made during his time as head coach of Nice during the 2021-2022 season. The original allegations came out in April when a former Nice executive leaked an email where the executive claimed Galtier said the club had, quote, too many black and Muslim players and asked Muslim players not to fast during Ramadan. Reports are that Galtier is to be fired from his position at PSG in the coming days. And as for his replacement, uh, he has been seen in Paris the last two days. Luis Enrique, who most recently coached the Spain national team, has been meeting with PSG, and the expectation is that he will be named head coach on a reported two-year deal. Enrique had a previous coaching stint with Barcelona, Celta, and Roma. And two major moves to Al Nasser currently in question. The Saudi club is reportedly having some doubts over the transfer of Chelsea winger Hakeem Zayech, who reportedly failed a physical after a knee problem was identified. And Marcelo Brozovic, his move from Inter Milan to Al Nasser, also reportedly coming to a halt after the Saudi club requested a change in financial terms. Al Nasser's initial $25 million offer has now been reduced to around $16 million with $14 million up front and Inter declined that offer. So it's unclear whether or not the two sides will come to an agreement or not. Barcelona were also interested in bringing Brozovic in, but couldn't compete with the original financial package that Al Nasser offered. And according to Barca president, Joan Laporte, that was the reason why that one uh, was not advancing on their end. Um, and guys, US MNT news. Greg Berhalter, his return as the head coach, of course, broke the night of the United States' first game of the CONCACAF Nations League. And now we have dates for his first game back on the sidelines. Berhalter will make his return when the U.S. play Oman and Uzbekistan in a pair of international friendlies this September. The first match against Uzbekistan will take place in September uh, on the 9th in St. Louis at City Park. And three days later, the team will travel to Minnesota to take on Oman at Allianz Field. Ooh. First time that we'll see Greg Berhalter back. Expectations. What kind of roster do you think we'll see? Mm. 
I imagine the full European roster. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the best roster you can yeah. Yeah. put together. He, he has to have an emphatic roster and an emphatic performance in those first two matches because there's a lot of eyes that will be on it given the circumstances. How, how do you think he will be received? We know that the U.S. fan base mm. is, it, it, can be, it can be a very divisive uh, community. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this is going to be met Warmly, Christine? I honestly, given the reactions all in and knowing the national team fan base quite intimately, <laughs> they <laughs> did not, for many of them, I'll say the majority were not super keen to have Burhalter resume managing the side. So I think that no matter what, he's coming in at a distinct disadvantage. I don't think that he'll be given any grace. I don't think that there'll be any concessions made for his time away. I think that, if anything, it's going to be far more critical of every decision that he makes, especially in light of what BJ was able to accomplish. So with that, my assumption, I think that there'll be very few changes from or deviation from what BJ had put out. I mm -hmm. think that he had probably found one of the safe. stronger side. I mm -hmm. think so, probably as just an entry point, mm -hmm. but I think that's still gonna come with heavy criticism. But no, he's not gonna play it safe because of public opinion. I think no, he's just gonna go, he's gonna go with the strongest lineup. but I think that BJ had a working lineup. formula, yeah. for sure. Right. But I do think that he's prepared for, even if he does do it well, mm. he's going to get still pitchforks and torches across the What internet. I'm yeah. most interested in seeing where BJ Callahan has excelled, especially with that full group, is what do you do with, obviously everyone's gonna be seeing what happens with Gio Reyna, but what do you do in terms of that midfield? BJ yeah. Callahan playing with an attacking midfield presence, Greg Berhalter not known for playing that, in his tenure with the men's national team. I think fans want to see more dynamism in midfield. But Greg Berhalter, that's a safety that I think you're talking about, mm -hmm. we've seen from him. On top of that, Berhalter, if everyone's healthy, is gonna have a problem that BJ Callahan didn't have because BJ Callahan didn't have Tyler Adams. So if you're slotting in way up Pulisic, Balogun, whoever's a nine, and then you've got your defense set, you've got three midfield positions in which somebody has to sit between Tyler Adams, Eunice Musa, Weston McKinney, and Gio Reyna. And whoever Berhalter sits, he's gonna get shtick for it for from sure. the fan base. But I it's like it's ridiculous very... because one guy has well, to yes. sit. I think it's, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, but at least they have a wealth of options going in, right? We saw what they had to do to deviate for mm -hmm. Nations League, even pivoting with McKenney in the midfield where we had yeah. to see him be yeah. a little bit more defensive. Same thing with Weah, a little bit more dynamism than we anticipated, or at least me. And I think that that gives us better footing going forward. But now, it's made almost easier, though, with the Gio Reyna yes. injury. I think to answer that question of what does he do, yeah. Gio Reyna looked like a calf potential injury for him. Do we know the, yeah, do we know the severity? We don't, I, I don't know, I can't what if, what, what if What if he is healthy, and that's the big question, that, because Gio was so good at Nations League. Yeah. It's like, you have to start him right you at this to. point. And given the history between yeah. Gio and Berhalter, it's... Player. How everyone's going to be interested to know how that relationship is mended and how it will affect essentially one of the U.S.'s best player, if not the best player, through almost three because he he played three halves, right? He played yeah. the first game in 45 minutes of the of the final, but he yeah. was one of the U.S.'s best players. And how will that affect him? on the pitch. If I'm Greg Berhalter, I am doing everything I can to show mm -hmm. that that relationship is mended. Yeah. Yep. That's I think there needs to be an external show, right at least perception-wise, big results, priority. Forget, that is the most important job for him right now, is Absolutely. that relationship. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take another break. We are previewing a weekend of MLS action when we come back. Stick around. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, let's preview some big matches for MLS this weekend. I believe we've got uh, a screen of some of the big ones. Minnesota, Sarah Valentin in Minnesota taking on Portland uh, this weekend. That's a big one. We've got Toronto FC, RSL, uh, Dallas LAFC, Seattle, Houston, Miami, Austin. That's Tata Martino's debut. Hello. I, I would imagine. Hello. Funny Wait. enough, yesterday in the press conference, they didn't ask him if he was going to manage in the, the Austin game. Now that I'm thinking about it, I would assume he's going to be on the, he would, on the bench. Right? He's got two days of work <laughs> under him. He but he, this, is old, this is old hat for him. He, he's his, done his, this MLS his, thing I don't know if his, his visa is going to be ready he's on fine. time. You know, there's going to be. I a, don't know if he's going to be. There's going to be a host there. of Argentinians in that game, not just Tata, but on the Austin side, Sebastian Driussi. Driussi. I need Driussi to. to Get going. Patrick, come on. Yeah, that's what he does. He scores in bunches. Uh, but the big match this weekend is the teams that are sitting currently one and two in the Eastern Conference standings between Cincinnati and New England. Uh, this match will be in, at Cincinnati where they are unbeaten this season. Um, they are coming off a 3-0 loss to D.C. United that snapped a crazy 14-game yeah. unbeaten streak across all competitions. Uh, just absolutely wild. But their their form this year has been truly spectacular. And New England, they started out the season really, really well, and then they kind of stumbled a little bit, but they have now won three consecutive matches in a row. So this is, uh, this is going to be a really, really good indicator, I think, of how that could shake out at the end of the season. Uh, it was a 1-1 draw when they played back in April. Um, Michael, yes. how, how, do you, how do you think this is going to go? This is, I feel like these are very evenly matched teams. I think that statement is true when they are at full strength. Mm -hmm. This is an FC Cincinnati side that will be out some key, without some of their key contributors. Brandon Vasquez, who is so important to how they play with the U.S. men's national team, Matt Miazga as well. But when you have Luciano Acosta, you will always have a chance. And he didn't show his best self in that game against D.C. United. Most of the team didn't even show up for that game, going down early. But for New England, I think this game comes at a better time for the New England Revolution, who have been very hot, kind of like FC Cincinnati, but even hotter in this past month. I think this could be that sort of game where New England get a statement result. Yeah, it was uh, their first loss for Cincinnati in 16 games, so it's pretty impressive that they went so long without losing. But at home is their fortress. Mm -hmm. You said that they were undefeated. Mm -hmm. Not only are they undefeated, they have only one at home, it's the longest winning streak to start a season at home um, in Major League Soccer history. And not only that, they are coming close to the all-time home winning wow. streak record, which is 12 games, which was done by San Jose Earthquakes back in the day, but over the span of two seasons, like towards the end of one yeah. season, yeah. beginning of the next one. But in a single season, if they get to 11, it would be a record, and they have an opportunity to do so against the Revs. But n not only is Cincinnati missing a, lo a lot of guys, mm -hmm. the Revs, 
they're going to have to deal without Dewan Jones. Um, Spalding has come in. They brought him in from a USL side to, to deputize in that left back position. And Dewan Jones has been so key for the New England Revolution. But Bo is a question mark, by the way. Yeah. So it'll have to be a big game for the likes of uh, Giacomo Vrioni, mm -hmm. for example, who's not been the most consistent. I mean, he's a DP. I think he needs to show that he's a DP caliber type player. So uh, with these absences, I expect guys to, to step up. Yeah. There's also the part where Cincy and the Rebs are kind of mirroring each other with their mm. home wins at this point because they're still winless in four matches mm. on the road. So right now, everything's tipped in Cincinnati's favor. I personally think they're going to pull this one off. It, mm. it, they're, they're so hard to beat at home. Um, and I mean, I, they've only beaten the Rebs the first time they ever met, and that was back in 2019. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. yeah, and that they was since seven, been, seven yeah. times since, and yeah. since he hasn't been able to beat the Rebs. Yeah, it's it I, I just. Wonder, though, when you look at this FC Cincinnati season so far, every MLS season has statement games mm -hmm. that really give you momentum. I go back to the Cincinnati that we're seeing now with the confidence, with the getting results. It stems from getting that 3-2 win at home against the Columbus crew. Mm -hmm. If you beat the New England Revolution, all this talk about Supporter Shield gets validated yeah. that Absolutely. much more. For sure. If I, you lose to the New England Revolution And the Revolution other way around for the home, Revs. The Revs now become that team that everyone starts taking that much more seriously. They do have Bruce Arena, though. He knows how to get big results in this league. Uh, Bruce, the Bruce Arena-Pat uh, Noonan battle is going to be interesting, but there's another battle that I, I want us to dive into. Uh, both of these teams have incredible attacking midfielders in Carlos Hill and Lucho Acosta. Um, as we mentioned, Lucho Acosta, just named to the MLS All-Star match. Carlos Hill, Violent snub, I think we can all agree. Uh, but this is how they compare. Wh who would you give the edge to? Mm, I'm going Acosta. I'm going to be honest. I just think he's is a bit more versatile. I mean, current form or just uh, certainly. There's a reason he's been MLS All Star, and this is his second consecutive season playing an All Star and being selected. That's not to say anything about. Carl is getting snubbed, but I just think that all in Acosta offers a lot more. Recently, Noonan was praising him for his ability to sort of um, multitask where, you know, whether you need him to be a striker, whether you need him to play in the back, attacking, mm -hmm. um, morale, productivity, overall team spirit. So I feel like he kind of gives them a bit of an edge. I'm going to go with Carlos Hill. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Luciano Acosta fan, and I played for FC Cincinnati, so I know Cincy fans will probably be throwing Skyline Chili at their screens <laughs> as I say <laughs> this. But In all fairness, that's probably the only use for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, staying away from that, because I want to go back to Cincy in peace. <laughs> but Carlos Hill, given his recent form, Acosta has been incredible so far this season. And I do see what you're talking about with his ability to create goals for himself. But Carlos Hill, he has shown a propensity to get results for this New England team off of set pieces. In close games, in big games, this is going to be a close game, I think, with two managers who will manage this game to perfection. They've been known to do that. And if the Revs, if you don't give up an early goal, if you don't get the fan base from Cincy into the match, they do have set-piece targets that Carlos Hill has set-piece delivery in in a big game. I, I think that's going to be key, shutting Cincy out for as long as you can. When Cincy scores, they don't lose. When mm -hmm. they score first, they don't lose. And yeah. can I tell you, if 
that crowd in Cincinnati at TQL Stadium it is insane. Which, by the way, as insane. of yesterday, it is, is so a loud. sellout crowd yeah. with 25,513 tickets sold. How so many? 25,513. Wow. It's 2-5. It's one of the best that, atmospheres. That record? That's the number. No, it actually matches their last sellout that they actually had. I can't remember what side that <sighs> wow. was. I mean, they turn it's out. It's one of the larger ones. Yeah. And they mean business. I, I, know I that. think this is their ninth regular season sellout mm -hmm. they've had, which is sort of remarkable when you look at the landscape for MLS clubs, right? You either have them like ride or die and they're in the seats no matter what, mm -hmm. or you have like the sparsity issues that we're having sort of yeah. in the tri-state where you're like, Come to the game. If it is a sellout, it must be a record unless they're doing the typical Argentina. Hey, guys, come in. And <laughs> <laughs> We're opening the, the decks of the decks of the decks. Yeah. <laughs> the I love the Nico shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a guy sit like on your seat in between seats and it's like, yeah. I've, I've had to watch football games. I was going to say, like, have you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worth Amongst it, though. Yeah, that's Worth to, it, though. To watch Boquita, anything. Absolutely. <laughs> I just think if New England want to have a chance in this, they're yeah. going to have to take that crowd out uh, because that is, they draw so much from them and provide mm. so much energy. It's going to be great. Um, all right, guys, we are going to take a break. We're chatting some Gold Cup when we return. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Ugh, well, who could forget this fateful day in 2017? Uh, the day what the U.S. soccer spear stood I know. Oh, gosh. This was that horrible, horrible 2-1 uh. loss to Trinidad and Tobago uh, that uh, basically squandered their World Cup hopes mm. for 2018. <sighs> and... A pretty seismic day, I think, in, in U.S. soccer. Thankfully, things have turned around a bit for the United States since then. Um, but they face them this weekend in Gold Cup. Here's a look at the Group A standings. United States and Jamaica both with four points. Trinidad and Tobago at three. And St. Kitts and Nevis, uh, no points collected so far. Um, so looking back at that match against Trinidad and Tobago, mm -hmm. it feels like it was a turning point. For, for U.S. soccer, I think it was the moment that everyone kind of looked inward and like, what are we doing? Where are we mm. at this point? And it has gotten, there has been significant progression since then, right? We've won a Gold Cup. We've won two Nations League. We have qualified for a, a World Cup. When you think back to that, that moment and that match, Nico, um, you know, what do you, where do you think that you have seen the most progress in U.S. soccer? Kova 2017 was rock bottom for mm -hmm. the U.S. Federation for the men's program. Um, and there was a recognition of massive failure of a generation that needed to be cleaned out and mm -hmm. give way to these new, younger kids that, hey, they, they, they hit the nail on the head, I think, mm -hmm. with uh, giving, uh, opening the door to the rise of the politics of the world, Weston McKinney's of the world. Uh, and that kind of just set the tone for more and more of those 
young players to make the jump to Europe and start de like develop even more and, and become really important players on the men's national team. And then not only that, Berhalter came in, and I think somewhere where you need to give a lot of credit to Berhalter is the dual national mm -hmm. recruits like uh, Serginho Dest, like Yunus Musa, and well, now Flo Balogun much later, but they, they, the, the reset for the U.S., I, I think they got it right. I, I don't think if you would have told somebody on, to, on that day in 2017 against Trinidad and Tobago mm. that the U.S. was going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe against England in the next World Cup that they would qualify for, and sometimes even in, in that game, even have an argument that they should have beat England, yeah. I don't think too many people would have believed, believed you. And although at moments that process has been sometimes slow, sometimes bogged down with a lot of waiting time, because I remember when um, to hire Berhalter, it was like a really long, like Dave Sarakin was the interim manager for a really long time, but hey, he immediately, in the through the help of the Federation, was like, all right, renew, renew from the very beginning. And, and, and that, I think they got right. Uh, whenever I hear Trinidad and Tobago, <laughs> though, it, it, it's triggering, you yeah. know? It is. And, however, <laughs> for me, my, my more fond memory was Snow Classico. Yes. I think that was, yeah. what, 2013? That's a, good, that's a great shout. Yeah. Only because Is that your were, coping mechanism? Yes, okay. You know what? Because when you look back at something like that, right, like we had a fan base that actively brought massive snowflake cutouts to future mm. Trinidad and Tobago matches just to taunt them, okay? <laughs> that was the position we were in, right, mm. until 2017, which we went into that, too, as Mm -hmm. This is a gimme game. We don't For have sure. to try here, which absolutely leveled, I think, collectively the, the, the snow, fan base. The, the Snow Classico in Colorado? Mm -hmm. No, the, the Trinidad mm -hmm. game. Trinidad the, game. The, yeah, the Colorado cool. was against Costa Rica. Yeah, that was, was the Costa Rica. Rica. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But you said something, Nico, that I think needs to be very much highlighted. In that game where we lost to Trinidad, five, six players over the age of 30 starting in that matchup. Christian yeah. Pulisic playing an attacking midfield. Trinidad, I think, maybe played with a back five, mm -hmm. sometimes a back 11 to try and preserve <laughs> that result. And we played a diamond, and we played right into their hands. Mm -hmm. What has changed? And you see it throughout world football. I look at what happened with the Germans back in the mid-2000s, crisis in Germany, and not 2006 because they made the, the semifinals, but... In the build-up to 2006, there was a revolution that happened internally with giving younger players. We now know them as Thomas Muller, Mesut Ozil, Sammy Kadira. That group in 2010, that gave way to 2014 when they won the World Cup. I just wonder if we'll be looking back in U.S. soccer history and thinking as we build to 2026. I'm not saying we're going to win the World Cup. Are you insinuating that maybe we're going to see Pulisic? Uh, <laughs> This will be a Maybe day. Maybe we can refine the celebration by then, okay? Nico just hoisted his mouth. <laughs> what are we going to do? And better than the thermos. <laughs> the thermos is all black. I want a little bit of more color okay. in this. Let's, uh, well, let's chat about uh, this USA-Trinidad-Tobago match that we have this weekend in, in Gold Cup. Um, the U.S. have, you know, done well enough to have the, the four points. What, are we, what kind of match are we expecting, Michael, against Trinidad-Tobago? 
I'm expecting goals in this one because this is a Trinidad. From both teams? From the U.S. men's national team. From the U.S. team, team. Yes. okay. I don't think that they will play into Trinidad's hands where Trinidad, like most of the island teams, they're going to play on the counter. And they really have some crafty wingers, but they also have some solid midfield. Neville Hackshaw in the first game against St. Kitts. Two assists, Kevin Molina, who MLS fans hmm. will know very well. But I think this is a game that's made for wide players. Is it going to be Zendejas? So I think Kay Cowell with his speed showed flashes I would like to see more consistency if he gets the nod to be more effective with finishing his chances in the final third mm -hmm. yeah and for the US I, I think BJ Callahan is gonna choose his best lineup I think yeah. he, he saw what he wanted I think his I don't know if his ideal lineup or what he, the, he wanted to get the best out of that first game and now he had a little bit of a trial with the St. Kitts and Nevis game the thing, the, the tricky part about that St. Kitts and Nevis game, I, I don't think too many players will, would have played their way into a lineup. I think some players might have played themselves out hmm. of uh -huh. the lineup. Who, who would those players be? Yeah. I, I think prime candidates in that game that weren't overall impressive because, to be honest, that game should have just been like Harlem Globetrotters. Here we you go. Know? Here we go. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. Goodness. How does it has no, play? How does it has play against against St. Kitts and Nevis? I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, wouldn't Kate, put, I wouldn't put him did, as one of the standout performers. Uh -huh. He did get the assist. How did Kate Cowell play against St. Kitts and Nevis? I'd put him in that mix as well. Okay, so there, there are a couple of players. That, hey, there's other people couple, vying for that spot. Is Trinidad Tobago a, a more of a test for the U.S. than a than the same kids? Yes, yes, for sure. Easily. Yeah. Easily. I, I think that they've figured something out there. I think that the key takeaways from that St. Kitts match is that we have a more than capable B-side, as everybody so willingly wants to, to label yeah. them. Um, I think that of the non-goal scorers, Busio did an amazing mm. job yeah. across any of the matches yeah. he's played in as just like a key string puller, being in the right spaces, creating opportunities. I think that for him, it's been a showcase of sorts, quite yeah. frankly. And he deserves awesome. it. And Absolutely. it will continue to be a showcase. This is not, nothing set in stone mm -hmm. after this. Mm. There's the, the team keeps on evolving and there will be other opportunities. And sure. those statement games will come in the knockout Absolutely. stage. Absolutely. Um, we're going to take a break. Ali Trost Martin will return with the headlines when we come back. Stick around. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Welcome back to Morning Footy. Breaking news out of Paris this morning. PSG head coach Christophe Galtier and his son were arrested for questioning following allegations of racist and Islamophobic remarks made during his time as the head coach of Nice during the 2021-22 season. The original allegations came out in April when a former Nice executive leaked an email where the executive claimed that Galtier said the club had, quote, too many black and Muslim players and asked Muslim players not to fast during Ramadan. Reports are that Galtier is to be fired from his position at PSG in the coming days. And as for his replacement, he's been seen in Paris the last couple of days. Luis Enrique, who most recently coached the Spain national team, has been meeting with PSG, and the expectation is that he will be named head coach on a reported two-year deal. Enrique had previous coaching since with Barcelona, Celta, Vigo, and Roma. The Copa Libertadores group stage ended last night, and now the contest has released pots for the upcoming knockout rounds. All group winners are put into pot one, including Boca Juniors, Racing, and Palmieres, while pot number two is group runners-up, which include River Plate and Flamingo. The draw for the knockout round will take place on July 5th. And we now know when Greg Berhalter will be back on the sidelines for the U.S. men's national team. Berhalter is set to make his return when the United States play Oman and Uzbekistan in a pair of international friendlies this September. The first match against Uzbekistan will take place September 9th in St. Louis at City Park. And three days later, the team will travel to Minnesota to take on Oman at Allianz Field. Interim head coach BJ Callahan has, of course, been managing the club successfully, might I add, during Nations League and Gold Cup. And Chelsea just keep racking up the sales. Midfielder Mason Mount is expected to make a move to Manchester United in a reported $75 million transfer. The 24-year-old Academy product struggled with injury last season and had one year left on his Chelsea contract. Arsenal, Liverpool, and Bayern Munich were all reportedly interested in signing Mount. If completed, that would be six Chelsea players who have officially departed with more expected. So, guys... How does Mount fit in at Manchester United? I'm looking right at Michael <laughs> Lahoud, who is a Manchester United fan, Ooh, and uh, you didn't seem pleased. Do you see these eyebrows? I do. Do you see these yes, eyebrows? I do. Wait, how do you do that? I, I, it's, it's like one of my few party tricks. I wish I, I could. I want to do the enchilotti, you know, like. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, that, that's a gift in itself. No, it really you're gonna, is. You're I could do the scowl. I, I, I don't really, think I could do the brow. It's a big comment. So <laughs> I... Am not the biggest fan of this Mason Mount move for Manchester United because the biggest priority, especially for the, it's more the price tag. Okay. Getting him in, don't mind it, don't think it's a big need. I would have put that sort of price tag that's not gonna fit. Moises Caicedo, that is the sort of player that Manchester United need. I don't think so much Mason Mount. For 60 million pounds, I would have put that towards maybe getting. A right bap, upgrading that. Luke Shaw doing well on the left. Maybe Frimpong from Bayer Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. That is a player I'd leave, mm-hmm. love to see them go for. But Mount, welcome to Old Trafford. Hope you channel your 2021 2022 sort of vibes. 11 goals, 10 assists. Man, well, don't worry, easy. that Qatari money's coming soon. You think? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. 60, 60 oh, million no. pounds ain't, ain't oh, nothing, man. bro. That was oh, the most man. lukewarm welcome I've ever seen. <laughs> welcome, yeah. welcome Is to Old Trafford, Is it not going to be like Mason. a enemies to lovers move? Because no. there's probably a whole highlight reel of him getting abused <laughs> by United players It's on the pitch. I, I liken it to when Juan Mata came to Manchester United were his glory days at Chelsea coming to United, it wasn't the same. Mm. I don't think it's going to be the same. Okay. 
We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. I, I, I hope you're right as a Liverpool fan. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there. Wow, All that, right. was, that was a crazy <laughs> evil laugh. That was, I didn't like Susanna. <laughs> Move over He's scared. here. <laughs> He's scared. Um, All right, guys, yeah, we're taking a break. A break. Uh, FC Cincinnati head coach Pat Noonan joins us on the other side. We'll be right back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.